into the arms of Davis. And a superior team all season long was a superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rookie record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome into the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, A.J. Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. And Sam, the much-anticipated date with Tennessee is finally here. Just a few hours away from kick down in Knoxville, and I think I speak for the entire Kentucky fan base right now when I say that I am absolutely fired up, ready to go, and ready to watch one hell of a football game. I know that we broke this game down in great detail just a few days ago, Sam, but this matchup warrants another episode, a little bit more information, and try to get it all out to you guys so you guys can be prepared and ready to rock tonight when the Cats take on the Volunteers. So with that being said, let's bring in Sam. And Sam, like I said, I know we broke down some of this game, but are there any other angles or some information that you may think would be pertinent to the game tonight and some more key matchups to potentially look at. Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. It's a big day for the Kentucky Wildcats, obviously taking on the number three team in the entire country. We talked about it in depth the other night, AJ, but we're going up against a potent offense, against a team, realistically, that no one is giving the Kentucky Wildcats a fair chance at not only winning the game, AJ, but even covering the spread, to be honest, Um, which speaks volumes as to where they think the two programs are currently going into this game. Um, You know, the actually the most favorited college football bet AJ of the week thus far. uh, MGM put this out the other day is actually Tennessee favored by 12 and a half points against the Kentucky Wildcats. So um, the reason I bring that up, is because that's actually one of my key takeaways heading into the game tonight down in Knoxville is, you know, realistically, no one is giving this Kentucky Wildcats team a chance down in Knoxville tonight. That amps me up, AJ, and it should do the exact same to these Kentucky Wildcats football players because what better opportunity do you want in front of you? You know, this gives you an opportunity to – your backs are up against the wall and you're an underdog. What more do you want? You're going on the road in a hostile environment against the number three team in the country. Now's your chance to throw your haymakers and take the chances and roll the dice because you're not, you're not who have to lose at the day. We're the 19th ranked team in the country. Now is your opportunity to leapfrog for the rest of the year and really have an incredible season turn into something you know magical with this win down in knoxville so you know i I think first things first is we've got an opportunity to play loose obviously we've got to be buttoned up but but especially when i say play loose like the play calling aj 
this is our opportunity to like open up the playbook. You know, in my opinion, AJ, more so than down the road against Georgia, tonight is the opportunity to say, okay, you know, those offseason plays that you save in your back pocket for, um, you know, big third down conversions or a fourth down conversion. Tonight's the night. We know from the staff that we're going to be put up against a position where we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go for it on fourth down multiple times tonight, I bet, AJ. And those are going to be pivotal plays. So let's break out some of the, you know, the trick bag plays. Even if it's not a trick play, just something new and fresh. Trick this defense is kind of what I want to see from this Kentucky Wildcats. We don't have to be different. And actually, AJ, one thing that really jumped off the page since we did our recording is I listened to Tim Tebow do an interview on this game specifically. And he had some words of advice for fellow quarterback Will Levis and company on how they can limit and potentially win this game down in Knoxville. And he is one of the only talking heads at ESPN that believes we have a chance today. Obviously, Tim Tebow, famous quarterback for Florida. He was put in positions like this. Obviously, they, most of the time they were favored. But it was interesting to see what he did his advice to one man show. Incredible system or system. And that's kind of what I touched on the other day, AJ. I, we don't need Will Levis to go out there and do this ridiculous games performance and say, no one else is willing to help me. I have to do it myself. No. One thing he called out, which was super eye-opening, AJ, but you kind of hinted on it. We only got sacked once last, or before the bye, once before the bye, right? Hey, Mac. <laughs> but we only got sacked once before the bye. When we actually break down the numbers and we looked at, at it because of the comment that was made by Tim Tebow, AJ, do you know how many times Will Levis has been sacked when Chris Rodriguez is in the game, as in on the field? Um, based on the way you're asking me that question, I'd say zero. Zero. So what Tim Tebow was saying is, guys, play within your system. You're, you're Kentucky football. You've got Chris Rodriguez, and he called Chris Rodriguez one of the best backs in college football. The respect is there. Hand the ball off to Chris Rodriguez. Play within your system. Be aggressive. Like I said, open up the play calling a bit and have faith in your playmakers to make the plays. Like execution agent, and if the plays are there or the throws are there, you got to make the catches and you have to execute. But I loved what Tim Tebow had to offer up to this Kentucky Wildcats football team because today's the day where you get to play free but play within the system. Don't be somebody you're not and try to think that you have to go down there because everyone's saying, AJ, how do you match Tennessee score for score? And what Tim Tebow was saying, and I totally agree, you don't. You, you don't because that's not who we are. And we tried to play that game last year, AJ, and you alluded to it. To it in our preview the other day how did that end up obviously we had that costly pick six late in the game that kind of sealed the deal and just too little too late but I don't want to have to try to go score for score and try to do what Bama did with them and have to score 52 points that's not Kentucky football don't start doing it today I have a few more things to add, but I'll pass it to you. What, what's kind of sticking out to you on the page that maybe we didn't cover the other day? Yeah, Sam, I think I think you bring up some really good points there, and um, what I have to say is going to kind of tie in into what you um, just alluded to. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to touch on was, was what you had talked about with um, Tennessee being a popular bet on the spread this week. Um, 
that may be the case, but at the same time, as I watch the market move, um, it on certain sports books that that line has now moved from twelve and a half down to eleven and a half. Um, so there may be a lot of people that people who bet a lot of money are starting to come in on Kentucky because they realize that there's some value there with the amount of points that they're getting. Um, just a little bit of a, a tidbit there, but. Um, as far as the game is concerned, what you were talking about, I think I'm going to paint this in a little bit of a different picture, but like I said, it, 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 it's along the same theme of what you were just talking about and being able to play our game, um, and then opening up the playbook from there. And I just want to run, run you guys through something real quick. Okay. Tennessee has played four games this year against power five schools, right? They played Pittsburgh, Florida, LSU and Alabama, right? The first, the first of those games being against Pittsburgh on the road. Pittsburgh attempted 44 passes that game. Their starting quarterback got hurt. The second string came in. They did not go away. They continued to throw the football 44 times, right? Florida with Anthony Richardson, a guy who is not known for his passing ability, right? He's known for his feet. Yes. Exactly. He threw the ball 44 pass attempts against Tennessee that game. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. LSU then, 45 pass attempts against Tennessee with Jaden Daniels. And that was at a time where their offensive passing game was basically at its low point. Okay. Then you have two weeks by Alabama, 52 pass attempts by Bryce Young, okay? Wow. So my point of what I'm trying to say here is you've had four games against Power 5 schools in UT, and everyone keeps talking about their secondary being vulnerable and, and all that, and these teams are all trying to play to outscore Tennessee, and it's just not doable, okay? Sam just touched on it. The game you don't want to get into is a shootout with this team. It's just it's not where anybody in the country wants to or can afford to live with this Tennessee Volunteers football team, okay? So let's talk about our Kentucky Wildcats Thank team, you. all right? Will Levis, the most pass attempts he's had in a game this season was 35 against Youngstown State, Okay. He had to throw the ball a little bit more at the beginning of the year because our run game was less efficient without Chris Rodriguez, and we were struggling in that department. Uh, new offensive line, trying to bring all those parts together, so we relied on his arm a little bit more. But still, the most passing attempts he's had in the game is 35, which is nine less than Florida and Pittsburgh did against Tennessee. Okay, Since Chris Rodriguez is back, Will Levis passing attempts, 24 pass attempts against Ole Miss, 23 against Mississippi State, right? He's averaging between 200 to 250 yards. So you look at those numbers, it's basically 10 yards per pass, right? So that's a that's first official. down every single time he drops back to pass. And he's completing his passes at a 70-plus percent clip, right? So I say all that to say this. Kentucky, as we've touched on, needs to play there ball game okay this isn't a drop back let's go throw and chuck the ball around the field anything like that nothing like that okay Tennessee hasn't seen a D, uh, an offense like ours okay they have not seen the balanced offense that can get after you physically in the run game and then that run game opens up 
a play action pass game that is very lethal. Okay. So it's just very interesting to me to kind of see this matchup because, you know, I just don't think Tennessee's defense has quite seen an offense that's balanced like ours that can beat you in multiple ways. And, you know, their, their run defense for Tennessee, everyone, you know, they're tops in the country with their run defense, but, but, but are they really? No, they're not. It's just a, a design game plan by every offense that's played them this season to throw the ball against that secondary because they know that's where they can have some success. But the way that you have success against this team is to run the football and be physical and then open up that play-action passing game like we have the capability to do, right? So I just, you know, over the last couple of days, I never, I didn't really think about it in that sense. And I know we had been following this theme, Sam, of just being able to play our game and not really falling into that trap of what Tennessee wants us to do. And I think that we are going to have a, a solid game plan on offense today to be able to, to do that and move the ball down the field methodically. Um, and then that play action game, man, I think that's where you can really exploit their secondary. It's, it's obviously not um, completely buttoned up. They've got some holes back there. Um, but you really start to impose your will in the run game, and then you open it up with that play action pass. I even was watching, I, I rewatched uh, Tennessee play Florida last night. Um, I just kind of wanted to get a sense of what that game was like. I um, kind of had left my memory from watching it so long ago, but Florida had a ton of success that game with play action. A ton of their passes that they completed were play action with guys wide open. And that was strictly because Tennessee respected the legs of Anthony Richardson, right? Well, now Kentucky has a running back who has better legs than Anthony Richardson and a quarterback in Will Levis who can also get after it on the ground. And that's something that he really hasn't showcased a whole ton this year. So you make them respect that run game. And I'm telling you, it's going to open up that passing game. And Will Levis doesn't need to throw the ball 40, 50 times. We don't need to try to score 50 points. We need to play our football game and keep this game at a relatively moderate score and not let this game get up into the 40s. And I think we're going to give ourselves a a real good chance um, as far as our offense goes. So, Sam, that's really just kind of what I had to add um, as far as our offense goes and something that I've been thinking about the last few days. And, uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll give it back to you. I know you had a few more points that you wanted to add and uh, getting us ready for this this Tennessee game. Yeah, man, I I I love the way you brought up those numbers of some of the competitive teams that have gone up against Tennessee, and you can see how their identity is almost dissolved when they go up against this Tennessee Vols team and they try to be something that they're not. I think what AJ and I are trying to do is just drill into our listeners that we do not need to be someone that we are not. I think the only thing I can add, AJ, is just a few more key points of how we get there um, and how we do it at the most effective clip tonight to where we do put ourselves in a position to potentially win this game down in Knoxville. You said it, AJ. I mean, um, we got to get the ground game going and open up play action for Will Levis to be able to dissect that defense through the air. I think most importantly with that, AJ, is protecting Will Levis. And 
part of that, AJ, actually kind of goes back into not only our offensive line, but I listened to an interview from earlier this week from Brendan Bates, Kentucky's tight end. And it was very interesting to see how the tight end room for the Kentucky Wildcats have been approaching the bye week and this week leading up to the game tonight and what their expectations are. And it was awesome to hear their level of focus and execution on what they need to do because they understand to be able to succeed tonight and potentially win this football game, they play a vital role in protecting Will Levis. And I really do think they are going to answer the cowbell tonight and know that it's quite honestly on them. When you look at this Tennessee defense, you you said it the other night, AJ, and then I dived into it, and I actually did myself watch highlights from some of their key matchups against Power 5 teams like you alluded to. And what they like to do when healthy at the safety position is they like to bring guys down into the box, which is loading the box is trying to stop the initial run or short passing plays. And what they like to do is bring pressure. You said it, AJ, again, how do you pick to be able to block that pressure? So our tight ends have to be able to chip them off and give enough time for Will Levis if he's passing off the play action, because play action guys takes a second or two to develop that play. You have to at least get a, what you'll see um, from Kentucky tonight is a lot of 12 personnel to it and protect will where they're only going to have a few guys in the secondary. And then you're, you're basically creating that one-on-one matchup and the same thing that they're trying to do to our defense, just in a much different style where they spread the ball or they spread their wide receivers out wide and make you cover the whole field. Whereas we can also restrict the field down quarterback um, and then use that play action pass and, and win those one on ones as well. So um, I yep. think you'll definitely see yeah. a lot of that tonight for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then I think, other than that, offensively, AJ, we got to limit the turnovers. We talked about it, but it's so key. Then the last thing I'll say is just we're going into a ruckus environment tonight, AJ. We know it's going to be loud. They're going to be going crazy. They hate us. We hate them. You can't have inexcusable penalties. You have to limit the penalties because if we're setting up on second or third down and it's up five, ten yards each time, false starts, holdings, cannot happen. Cannot happen. I know it will be loud. Communication will be difficult, but that's inexcusable. We have to limit that. Then the last kind of thing I'll, I'll say, actually two more, okay? We do have somewhat of an immovable mo- object meeting a – unstoppable force tonight AJ when you actually break down the the numbers the Tennessee Foles team has now scored 30 plus points in 10 straight games which is the longest active streak in program history for them you then look to the other side of the ball with Kentucky you've got the Kentucky Wildcats now allowing 24 or fewer points in 11 straight games the longest active streak in FBS college football So literally, when you break it down, AJ, you got one end, one of the best scoring teams for 10 straight games. On the other end, you've got one of the best defensive efficient teams on the other end. Who's going to give tonight? That's definitely what everyone's talking about. The bet is that Kentucky can't stop that offense. But I I beg to differ. I'm excited to see. We know the keys to the game. And then the last thing I'll say, AJ, to kind of motivate the listeners, and I know this is motivating the guys in the locker room, but the last time Kentucky went into Knoxville, we got a W. We broke the 36-year-old 
streak that the not the Tennessee Vols had over us down in Knoxville, and you know who got the game ball? AJ John Schlarman. And that was his last game against Tennessee. I have chills thinking about it. They have officially said all week, this game, I've got passion for that. And and I know that that's not just something that you do lightly. They mean it when they say we're playing for John Schlarman and what he meant to this program and how he built us up to be resilient. And he said he would always say, H.A., if you're together, no one can stop you. You got to play as a unit. And and I think that's what's going to be the motivating factor for the Kentucky Wildcats. Obviously, it's going to be emotional going back there knowing that that was his last game against Tennessee. That's when we were able to break the streak. So let's keep it rolling, man. Like, you know, let's start a new streak. Back-to-back visits to that disgusting Neyland Stadium, and we'll get another W. So, I mean, that, that's all I got to say. But it's definitely a motivating factor for, for Mark Stoops and company, obviously, heading into tonight's visit. I, I I absolutely love it, Sam. Absolutely love it. Um, I think we've basically broke a possible angle. Um, I don't really know if there's much more to say. Um, the only thing I, I think we do have left to do as far as this game is concerned is just picking out an X factor, and then I want a prediction from you, my friend. So I'll get us started off here because I think our, our X factor is a guy who is actually not going to be on the um, football field playing today. I think he's going to be standing on the sidelines and that's one Brad White, a defensive coordinator from Kentucky. Um, He is doing something in Lexington, like points and in a lot of defense games and, He's just doing things for this Kentucky defense that is really cementing themselves as one of the the better defensive units in all of college football, honestly. And I know some people will say they haven't played a whole um, gauntlet of offenses, and I get player in this game in my eyes because he is a great defensive mind, and I think that when most coaches go right, he goes left. And... You may see some things out of him today as far as putting our defense in positions that they're used to to teams lining up one way and we're not going to. And so I really think that he is going to have a massive impact on putting the Kentucky defensive unit in a position to be successful tonight. And I think a lot of that has to do with keeping things in front and tackling. I think that is the big key to the game. Brad is not going to want big plays over the over the head and quick scores from that defense. He's going to want to make them drive 8 to 12 to 15 plays down the field, dinking and dunking and running, and then try to put it in the end zone. Kentucky defense has got to play today, and I think he's that X factor because with his leadership and in, in, in his game plan, he can really put these Kentucky defenders in a position to be successful and kind of give Tennessee some fits. Um, And when I say fits, I'm not saying that we're going to hold them to 10 points or anything like that, but make them work, make them drive the length of the field. Do not give up those three play drives for a touchdown, the 70 yard busted loose Jalen Hyatt touchdown, those those sort of things cannot happen today. And I think Brad is going to do a phenomenal job of of having that defense ready and motivated. And they 
he's just he's really good with this zone defense that they play. They cover so well on the back end. They trust each other. They communicate well. Um, and when they do it well, they do it at a really efficient rate. And they they can definitely stymie some rather potent offenses. So I think, like I said, Brad White is my X factor for today. And I know you all are going to think I'm a homer, but I really do believe that Kentucky is going to get this victory today. My prediction would be a 28-26 to victory for the Kentucky Wildcats. I think most people wouldn't think that Kentucky is going to hold this Tennessee offense to under 30 points, but I I believe it's it's possible. I believe it's doable, and I believe that it will happen. I think you're going to see an efficient game from Will Levis, from Chris Rodriguez, and you're going to see a balanced attack of this Kentucky offense and defense playing as one team on both sides of the ball, complementary football. And I think you're going to see a dialed-in, focused effort from this Cats team. Sam, I've said all I can say, say man. Give me your X factor and your game prediction. Yeah, I like the way that uh, you approached your X factor. Um you know, I've thought about this a lot. I know Hector does come down to Will Levis. And now here's my reasoning, AJ. I think we can't win this game without Chris Rodriguez. He has to have a great game rushing the football. We know that. And I think the reason I'm choosing Will Levis as our X factor, listen to me when I say that, X factor, is because if he can be extremely efficient tonight, it's about the efficiency for me, AJ then that's how we win this football game because he's the X factor key in on him. Because what I'm trying to say is if he's extremely efficient tonight, AJ, we talked about it. I want to see not a limited, but a healthy amount of throwing opportunities for him, but not where all the other opponents that have tried to play Tennessee. So what do we need out of him in those scenarios? If he's only going to be throwing, times you have to make the catches that's why i'm picking him as my x factor because he's going to have somewhat of a limited throwing opportunity tonight um and if he's able to dissect that defense that's where you you marry that with the run game from chris rodriguez and they really have no idea what we're going to hit them with play by play that's why will levis is going to be my x factor i do think he's he stays somewhat in that 250 to 300-yard range on a very efficient night, um, and I'm excited to see how motivated that guy is. And the reason I also say this, AJ, because running action, you know, he, he's kind of composed himself from limiting his attempts rushing the football. I wouldn't be surprised if Rich Cangarello develops a, a few key plays to where we actually um, kind of misdirect the, the defense and we give him an opportunity to do it on the ground with his legs, not more so in the open field necessarily, AJ, because when you got a back like Chris Rodriguez, in my opinion, give the football to him. But when they're keying in on him in the red zone, maybe t- pay attention for some opportunities for Will Levis to hold the football and do it himself, just while the defense is keying in on, on Chris Rodriguez. For me, AJ, I think the Kentucky Wildcats do get the W. I have to pick them, okay? But I we have to do the things that we've talked about because if not, I'll give you guys this. If, if we do not, I think we lose 38 to 24. Okay. That's what I actually think, but we do the things I in score 
the Kentucky, but we do enough to get the W down in Knoxville. I truly believe that. I just wanted to give you guys my honest opinion. That's what I'm rocking with. I've got Kentucky money line. I've got them plus the points. I'm practicing what I preach. Let's get after it, AJ. I, there's a big college football slate right ahead of us. The noon kickoffs are just a few short 20 minutes away. AJ, what are your best bets for our listeners here today? Thank you, Sam. Yes, I think we both are just cannot wait for this game, this Kentucky game. And <clears throat> yeah, I think, you know, we both will put our money where our mouth, where our mouth is. I'm not going to lie. I, I sprinkle a little, uh, little peanuts on the Kentucky money, money line. That plus 350 is really just screaming at me right now. So it's, it's just too good to pass up. But we will see what happens there as far as the rest of the college slate is concerned. Yes, I have two best bets investments for this weekend uh this is actually the first one is actually a game i touched on earlier and if you kind of picked up where i was going with it i think you could you could kind of see that i might have gone this direction but it's texas a&m they're playing at home for the first time in about a month they have an old miss team coming in town that is just suffering their first loss of the season on the road they now have to travel on the road again into a tough environment and I think Texas A&M is going to be able to pick themselves back up off the mat tonight, do enough on the defensive side of the football to stop that running game of Ole Miss, force them to become a one-dimensional passing team where they are not great. So that is my first play. We'll take Texas A&M. Um, I believe you can get them around plus two, plus one and a half, something like that. The number has been jumping around. Um, all day, if you can get them plus points, I'd take that. I'm actually seeing it currently, AJ, as Mississippi, m- Ole Miss, uh, excuse me, minus three. So you, you should be able to lock them in plus the points. Okay. Like whether it's two, po- two and a half or yep. three-ish, that's right around where it's living. Yep, so I, I would definitely take the points there in that game. And then um, if you're feeling a little bit bold, take them on the money line. They could potentially pull the outright win at home today. Um, and then the second game we're going to go to is actually outside the SEC conference and over in the Big 12. We are going to take Oklahoma State on the money line right now. They are also plus one. It is about a pick 'em game today with Kansas State. Um, personally, I just have a lot more faith in in the Oklahoma State team. Um, Mike Gundy has proven in these spots um, he's he's had his team ready to play when they when they're asked to go on the road at this at this point in the season. Um, you've got a quarterback in Adrian Martinez for Kansas State, who's a true game time decision today. He's a little banged up. Um, but I think, honestly, I think this game is going to come down to the wire. It could go either way. I just trust Oklahoma State a little bit more to get the job done and come away with the victory today. So we're going to take Oklahoma State on the money line, and those will be our two best bets for the day. I love it. Let's see how it plays out. AJ's been on a winning streak with us, obviously, for you listeners. Hopefully you've been able to get in on the action, and let's keep the uh, the train moving all aboard. I will say, AJ, we're ready to roll today. I- I'm out of us. Be gone, because we're ready to go into Knoxville and show something special for all the listeners, the viewers, and the watchers, and the non-believers. 
Yes, sir. Cats by 90. I think that's the saying, I believe. I believe that's a basketball thing, but we'll we'll flip it over and make it. Okay. My dog is going crazy. He he definitely needs to go out at this point. I think it's a good time for us to stop. Appreciate you all listening. Sam, thank you for your time this morning, and go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh, C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.